Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. As you know, I occasionally have an ally on the show, and today we have Dr. Mario Paz on the show. Dr. Paz, nice to have you here. I'm very happy to hear to be here, and I'm also happy about being an ally. <laughs> We're so glad to have you as an ally in our fight for equity. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about your background? Okay, though. My, uh, I was born and raised in El Salvador in the city of San Miguel, and um, my uh, my parents were uh, my par- one. My father was an agronomist, and my mother was a homemaker. Uh, and uh, we grew up uh, basically. You know, uh, my dad's dream was for both of us, my brother and I, to be be doctors. So, my brother went to the medical profession, and I went for the dental profession. And uh, so when after high school and then going to college to Brazil and dental school in Brazil, uh, then I returned back to El Salvador and uh, to pursue my dream of being an orthodontist in the U- going to school at the U.S. And, um, uh, and so one year passed by, second year passed by, and I was getting only rejection letters from orthodontics programs at, in the U.S. So my dad looked at me and said, you know what, you're going to make a decision. You're going to be a general dentist or you're going to stop your dream or uh, being an orthodontist and stop your dream of being an orthodontist or you're going to fly to the U.S. and show these people your face. So, <laughs> so he gave me, you know, a certain amount of uh, money and he said, okay, so go. And I, went, I came to the U.S. I went through every single school uh, that I can think of that had an orthodontic program, and they haven't, they didn't have not even received the papers because the the papers never make it, made it to the to these places. Oh. And yeah, so uh, um, I ended up. One of my stops was the uh, Eastman Dental Center in Rochester, New York, which is the school that I've always dreamed to go to. And fortunately, the uh, chairman of the school, uh, he was, he is from Norway, and somehow he came in the same situation to the U.S. So we both really identified each other, and he gave, he um, he took me into the program. So I ended up going to the program I wanted to be in the first place. So father knows best, right? So that was good <laughs> <Yes>. advice. <laughs> Let me ask you, um, I, I love this story. It's an American dream story and you're a wonderful dentist and I have friends who recommend you. But let me ask you, why do you think people come to the United States? Uh, the, our, in, the, in my situation was a professional dream because uh, orthodontic schools in the U.S. are far above uh, other schools in the in the world, so um, that was my initial intention of going back, coming here, and then returning back to El Salvador, uh, and which I already had a job there to uh, to go to. So when I graduated from the orthodontic school, then I came to California to temporarily work with someone uh, while I finished my my uh, dental degree. Uh, uh, boards in California. So uh, my uncle was on the State Department in El Salvador, and he said, Mario, you don't come here at this moment because there was a civil war uh, going yes. on. He said, you know, just hang in there and and, uh, and we'll let you know when you can come. So um, I ended up um, trying, starting to look for a, a job 
uh, with somebody in in, uh, in California. And here it comes again. I ended up with one of my biggest dreams, which was to join um, the inventor of braces. Uh, they're called lingual braces, uh, braces behind the teeth. So I'm. Oh, uh, re- wow. <laughs> yes. I returned home, and the phone rings, and it was Dr. Craven Curse. He goes, um, my wife goes, there is a doctor from. Beverly Hills calling you. I don't care what he's offering you, but I want to go to Beverly Hills. <laughs> Smart woman. <laughs> I don't care what he pays you. Just, I just want to go to Beverly Hills. That's so awesome. I ended up, <laughs> I ended up associating with him, and I ended up taking over his practice. So my first practice was in Beverly Hills, which I was. Uh, this is interesting for people to hear because when I look for, um. I've asked for a consultant to look for a practice for me that I can establish. And the first thing I said to him, you know, how about, you know, Beverly Hills? And then he said to me, you know, uh, most Latin doctors establish in areas where, you know, there's more, they're mostly Latin population. And I think you should, you know, look for an area like that. And I says, no, <laughs> I want to go where there is a high level of dentistry because I want to offer a not mediocre level of dentistry. I want to offer high level of dentistry. And so against every, every advice, I ended up in an area in which I basically was the first Latin orthodontist in, in Beverly Hills. So if that's so Pursue your dreams in a few words. Don't let anybody tell you your limitations. That's that's one of the lessons in life that I learned. So I love that you listen to your father and then you listen to your wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think so it's was... really uh, courageous that you said, no, I want to stay in Beverly Hills. And look, that's the place to be. I mean, there's a lot of dentistry there, not just um, for you know, the care of the teeth, but for cosmetic dentistry and orthodontistry. And um, let me ask you this question. Tell me a little bit about the braces behind the teeth. I've never heard of anything like that. And I have had the braces. I even had the headgear and the neck gear and the whole thing. <laughs> it was Poor a thing. I know. It ruined Orthodont- my childhood. <laughs> Orthodontists, we are not. Uh, they, I, I always said that there's the gate in heaven, and then uh, when St. Peter comes up, he goes, are you an orthodontist? And then you go to the other gate because yes. we torture children. Yes, <laughs> no, exactly. Not really. No. I, I have to so, say one funny thing before you go on. Um, when I was young, I had these braces at a very young age, probably too young, but my um, uh, orthodontist name was, uh, the initials of my orthodontist were M-A-D. Mad. <laughs> Dr. Mad. <laughs> That's not a good one to have. <laughs> so, uh, so lingual braces were invented by Dr. Craven Kurz in 1979, and they're braces that go behind the teeth where people can't see them. Now, the what happened is they were pretty rudimentary in the beginning. Uh, so many orthodontists, when we all went, I mean, I wasn't orthodontist then, but the orthodontists in general went crazy for that, that option, and people were looking uh, uh, to get them 
so, but what happened is the appliance was not as evolutionized as it is now. So it discouraged orthodontists from doing them because they were having difficulty managing it. But now is a it's a totally evolved technique, and it's a great option for patients that want to hide their teeth and they don't want to wear you know removable aligners, right? Uh, like like Invisalign, for example. That is amazing. Honestly, um, nothing really surprises me these days because I know a lot of people. I read a lot of books and magazine articles, and I'm pretty well educated. But I have never heard of that, and that is remarkable. Really great. Yes. Really great. The, unfortunately, it's you know it's a, it's still even though it has evolutionized, it's a hard technique for the orthodontist to 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 manage unless he or she do does a significant amount of it. Um, but it is a great option for patients and adults, especially. But we have teenagers that uh, that have them and and adults. Let me ask you: um, Are there a lot of women in your industry? Are there women orthodont? You know, a lot. Yes, yes, and uh, and actually, dentistry in general. In, from my point of, point of view, I've always said it's, a, it's an amazing profession for women because uh, women are very artistic and I, it's a very detail-oriented. So that's that's been my, my position about it. I love that. That's wonderful. I know that um, dentistry is one of the better paid positions, um, you know, in the field of any type of medicine, uh, you know, or dental work, you know, so... To be a dentist, I wondered how do you think COVID-19 and the new new normal has impacted dentistry or maybe even just your practice? Well, the, uh, it, it's significantly, definitely, definitely. Um, we were uh, suggested or uh, dent- dentists are considered essential workers, so we have never been shut down by the, uh, the CDC. Uh, or uh, go, uh, uh, government uh, right. officials, but the the dental association, the orthodontic dental, uh, uh, American dental, uh, they all suggested the California Dental Association suggested that we close. So we close. Uh, we were basically told to close on March 16, and um, so for three months we were not able to see patients. So that was devastating. Uh, and I became the <laughs> I became the office manager, the office front desk, the office emergency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, but it's a funny situation. Patients were asking me to mail things, so I called my office manager, and I said, uh, "Where is our mailroom?" <laughs> <laughs> I've only been here. In, uh, by the way, the the second office that I uh, that I came across. Uh, was uh, it's in Marina del Rey, and, and so that's the one I I, I actually have at the moment. So I, wow. I've been in this in, in the building for uh, probably 20 years, and I wasn't sure where the mailroom was. That's oh not good. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> so I will so tell it, you, from Beverly Hills and Marina del Rey, your wife must be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, the Beverly Hills I, I office, I sold it to a really, really good orthodontist, um, Dr. Very Dobie nice. Prero. Yeah, very good friend of mine. So he's taking over that. So now I just have one, one uh, lovely pain or <laughs> one place to be at. Yeah. So not. Let me ask you so, this question. Um, do you have yes. to basically put on a hazmat suit now 
to see patients? Yes. Raised? Yeah. Yeah, that that was that's the 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 second point of the closure was was horrible, uh, but the reopening uh, was even harder. Um, dentists in general, we're all trained to use all most of the CDC and OSHA uh, um, principles of uh, sterilization and and uh, how to keep our patients safe. So. There, but there were several uh, additions and restrictions. Um, some of them involved with what is called aerosol, the, the creation, the production of aerosol. So whenever we use an air water syringe, whenever we use a dental tool, it creates a, an aerosol. The aerosol has to be contained. So we had, we were uh, told to get to to maintain the containment of aerosol by using uh, extra machines and extra suction, high-speed suction. We're also told to use ultraviolet lights to uh, to basically all over the offices to kill the vi potentially kill the virus or kill the virus. Yes. And and so there 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 is a good. I don't want to bore you with them, but the the. Um, Dental associations have done a good job into making dentists pretty much one of the safest places to go because we have we're we already had the existing rules and now we have probably doubled the amount of rules of things that we need to do to protect our our patients and also our staff. I'm so so glad to hear that that you're open again, open for business because I'm telling you. I don't know what uh, kind of curse I had put on me, but I have had to have a dentist in my life since I was like three years old. Before I, <laughs> you know, I have been going to not just the dentist, but the orthodontist, and in some cases, oral surgeons. So um, this particular woman you're talking to has had everything from the, uh, the I've had about eight teeth pulled. I've had braces, the, the headgear, the neck gear. And I've had not only root canals, but one where the, um, I forgot what they call it. It's a cyst that rides up to your eye and it's very oh. dangerous. Yeah, it was an infection after a root canal. And um, so I hate the dentist. <laughs> I, I, got, I, got, I got news for you, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I can't but, live without my dentist. But uh, I just tell you, every time I go in there, I'm, I've had to have the nitrous oxide because I get so anxious. And I think that the, the mind, the state of mind is actually probably worse than the physical pain, any pain. Yes, and, uh, but the, the, the good news about, it, about this, all of this is, is that the dentistry has evolved. Yes. Orthodontics also. <laughs> We're not as painful as we used to be. That's and, true. Uh, but we are essential <laughs> because you need, like uh, we had, I had a, a patient, a doctor, he's, he was 80, uh, 84, I believe, and then we did braces on him. And wow. then at the end, at the end of the, uh, when we took the braces off, his wife came up and patted him on the back and he said, listen, you better live another 10 years to make it worth it. <laughs> all, all that we pay, Dr. Paz. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be, you know, I'm going to tell you something. So, when I was a young girl and I had those braces that Dr. Mad put on me, um, it was the old school braces where they were silver band that they wrapped around the entire tooth. It was oh, like- Oh yeah, that was torture. horrible. It was horrible. 
And they left yes. them on me too long. They put them on me when I was too young and they left them on too long. So when they removed them, my teeth had all turned like a gray purple. It was terrible. And so I didn't smile for like eight years or 10 years of my life until bondings came out. And then I had them bonded. And you know, that doesn't last long. I don't even think they do that anymore. They do veneers and they do the caps. But um, I had my teeth bonded and then that, that wore down and then I had to have them rebonded and that wore down. So then finally I got caps. But I have not, um, you know, I'm part of the draconian dental era. Not today's yes, era. Unfortunately, it looks like you had a, a pretty, pretty hard experience. But the the bands, those bands, we don't use anymore. We haven't been using those for a long time now. I mean, for a good amount of time. You're dating me, Doc. And so in, in terms of root canals and things like that, <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I refreshed myself for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the... But the good news is that the the dentistry is still, you know, a challenging uh, field uh, for the patient and for the doctor. But it's it's much more modernized. Right, right. I, I might, you know, if I decide to go back um, to anybody, it would be to you. I know you're a plane <laughs> ride, an hour plane ride away, but you're amazing, and you're kind. And from what I hear from my friends who go to you, you're trustworthy, kind. You're smart. And I've enjoyed this conversation. You're just amazing. Let me ask you, how do you spend your free time when you're not practicing uh, your uh, work? Oh, since I, was, since I was little, we used to fish with my dad. And uh, so my, my, my hobby is uh, fishing. I love fishing. I love being 100 miles out there in the ocean. And hopefully still floating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like those things called sharks. <laughs> so that's that's my hobby. That's how I spend uh, whenever I can uh, away from the office. And uh, so fishing is it's what I like. You know, I I would venture to say that's one of my favorite things too. It's so peaceful. It's like a oh, meditation. Excellent. Yes. Yes. It, it's actually both a medication and a meditation all at once. Um, Correct. Yes, being yeah. out there and not hearing sirens or any any kind of any kind of noise is heaven. Let me ask you: Does your wife like fishing with you? Yeah, no, no, she is so afraid of <laughs> <laughs> so, so afraid of boats. <laughs> well, that's yeah. nice that you get to do that and spend time with yourself and the fish. Um, if people want to reach out to you and connect with you and learn more about you, or maybe hire you as their um, dentist. How can they reach you? Yeah, our orthodontic office uh, can be reached. Our website is invisiblebraces.com. And uh, we have an Instagram account. is Dr. Mario Paz Orthodontics, which we goof around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Our, <laughs> and a Facebook page that you can uh, contact us and send us messages. And we are in Marina del Rey, California, uh, close to the ocean. <laughs> but of not the, <laughs> not by the ocean, but very close enough. Close so, enough. Uh, uh, yes. So I want to say one last thing. Um, this has been a long time coming, this podcast. And I am so grateful that you were patient and that we kept rescheduling and we didn't give up. Uh, you're amazing. And I'm. it's my honor to know you. 
thank you very much, and thank you for the opportunity. And I think that your cause is definitely a beautiful cause because I I encourage you know women. Uh, I have two daughters, nice. <laughs> no boys, two daughters, and and they are the love of my life. And I encourage them to to be the best in their profession and to follow their. Uh, their desires of being, you know, independent and, and, and successful. Wonderful, wonderful. That's great advice. I can see that you followed your father's advice and they'll follow yours as well. So thank you again for being here and thank you everyone for listening in. Have a great day. Th thank you. It's an honor.